There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Erio's original. Welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows, we might even solve the case. I'm Ali Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm Maria, the producer. Yeah. Hi, now Maria. Maria introduces herself because all of our reviews now. <laughs> all the comments are how Maria's their favorite. Maria, Maria, Maria. Yeah, this we is love Maria. We want more Maria's Maria. podcast. I don't know what to say. I'm 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 effortlessly likable. I guess so. <laughs> you you do have you have that X factor. It's really true. Yeah, the X is over my eyes. Oh boy. So keep commenting about how much you love Maria. You know it's fine as long as it's a good review. Yeah. Leave a five-star review and then just say, Maria. How much you love Maria. Yeah, that will be great for the new year. Um, Webcrawlers has a Patreon, and we are going to start doing these live streams on Twitch and then special ones also on Patreon. Yeah, we're going to put up this episode and on Patreon. Yeah, and future Patreon episodes, it will just be me in a ball gag, topless, <laughs> to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, videos, <laughs> shoutouts, and merchandise discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. To get our merch, you can go to webcrawlerspod.com or hothorse.horse. If you're nasty. We also have a cameo. Oh, we need to do some today. 
Yeah, but I feel bad. One expired yesterday. Oh, fuck. Aww. Well, re- read. Or, or DM us and we'll do it for free because we'll I feel yeah. bad. Yeah, but we do have one to record today. Go to Cameo Web Crawlers Pod and we'll do whatever you want. Maria, you were the one who told us to be like this. Keep talking like this. <laughs> We've also started doing Friday mini episodes. Yeah. Uh, we read your emails, talk about weird things that happened to us, bizarre stories, uh, weird thing of the week. We put out our first one. Yeah. Last Friday. People seem to like it. Everyone was obsessed. Everyone was obsessed with yeah. it. Who are our Patreon shoutouts? We have Rye. I like that name. R-Y-E. Like the bread. Diane R. Ricardo M. And Christopher B. Thanks for being mm. a part of the team. Yeah. Th- thank you. Part of the team. <laughs> this week's topic was suggested by our $30 patron, Christine. And remember, if you pledge $30, uh, you can choose one of our topics. It's the Bridgewater Triangle a.k.a. America's Bermuda Triangle. I had never heard of this. Me either, and I'm so excited because now it's my favorite thing. How did it become the famous site for hauntings, paranormal activity, satanic rituals, murders, and Bigfoot sightings? Let's Let's get get into into it! We keep talking about this region. For some reason, a lot of criminal cult activity happened in the Fujian State Forest. I saw something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. In the distance was an extremely large, man-like creature. So what is the Bridgewater Triangle? It's an area of about 200 square miles within southeastern Massachusetts, 30 miles south of Boston. The points that make up the triangle are Rehoboth, Abington, Freetown, with Bridgewater in the center. It's claimed to be the site of paranormal phenomenon, ranging from UFOs to poltergeists. Oh, no. Orbs. Love an orb. Ball of fire. Great. And other spectral phenomenon. Various Bigfoot-like sightings. Great. Giant snakes. Nope. Thunderbirds. Okay, I don't know what that is. It's um, a Native American uh, cryptid. I don't even know if it would really count as a cryptid, but it's like a giant bird. Yeah, I think it's a, it's like a shapeshifter, I think. Oh. I think it's a human that can turn into a bird. I love a shapeshifter. Yeah, me too. And a ghostly hitchhiker wearing disheveled clothing. That is great. There's, I hate that. I actually, if you watch a documentary on Bridgewater uh, Triangle. It's on the Amazon. Hitch- it's yeah. on Amazon. The hitchhiker's hot. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a lumberjack. Yeah, he's like a hipster lumberjack. Yeah, he's a lumberjack. I'm not mad at the ghost a hitchhiker. I get ghosted by people like that all the time anyway. Wow. Right, guys? Wow. That's great, Allie. Thanks. People also claim to get a feeling that they're being watched when mm-hmm. they're in mm-hmm. or near the triangle. Uh-uh. Okay, so we'll talk about the main area of the triangle. It's based around the Hockamock Swamp. Whoa. Which means the place where spirits dwell. Uh-oh. It is a giant swamp. It's 17,000 acres, which is 26 square miles. And it's considered the largest freshwater swamp in the state. Okay. So a little bit of history on the swamp. So a lot of Massachusetts... Massachusetts. That can't be the I, no, word. No, it's not. I, I didn't know. What do you right. call people from Massachusetts? Do they call themselves mass holes? I mean, I think that that's what you can New Yorkers call. call them that. Yeah. Well, my mass- family's from Ma- from Boston, so we can call them mass holes. They believe that the negative energy in the Bridgewater Triangle is from the Native Americans being treated badly by the English colonists when they settled. 
back in the 1600s. Same as like the Mothman curse. Yeah, this had, yes, there's some similarities to the Mothman in this thing. So the Wampanoag tribe, which was the predominant tribe of the natives that live in the or that lived in the Hockamock Swamp area, they used the swamp as a fortress to protect themselves from the invasion. It's a huge war. Long story short, the English settlers were being assholes. They were breaking promises. They were taking more and more of their land. And the chief of the Wampanoag tribe died while in captivity in the English colony of Plymouth. Oh, God. And they said that he died of disease, but the rumor is that he was actually poisoned. Yeah, it definitely wasn't disease. No. So the chief's brother met a comet, was tired of all their English bullshit, and he wanted to drive the settlers out. So in 1675, a war broke out, which is called King Philip's War or Metacomet's War or the First Indian War. And it was devastating. It was gruesome. It was the bloodiest conflict in American history per capita. And 3,000 Native Americans died. So what does this have to do with the Bridgewater? Well, it's a very important object was lost during that war. It was a belt known as the Wampum Belt. So the legend is that the Native Americans cursed the Hockamock Swamp and all the hauntings and the paranormal unrest is due to the fact that this belt was lost from the Native people. Holy shit. So that's one of the beliefs that all the locals have is it's oh it's from the belt being lost and the swamp is also a burial ground there's a thousand graves that are at least eight thousand years old oh my god and they're still finding bones that's not good it's crazy there are several different creatures who are spotted in the swamp there are wolves there are vicious giant dogs you moved your mic closer to you. I thought you were going to say something. No, no, no. I was just uh, trying to hide my face. Oh, cool. Uh, there are wolves, vicious giant dogs with red eyes, oh, no. a flying giant creature that resembled a pterodactyl. Uh, Mothman much? Oh, fuck. Yeah. This And... Well, th- we'll or that, that or that Jersey Devil. Oh, because no. oh, New Jersey's closer to... Yeah. Native American ghosts paddling canoes and our favorite cryptid... Bigfoot. So there are uh, several cryptid sightings. In 1978, two men shot what they thought was a bear in the swamp. But when it got shot, they heard a cry that seemed half animal, half human. What does that sound like? Roar. Hey. (laughs) What? Half animal, half human scream. I think it's probably like a something guttural and then like. Like a wince. Hey. (laughs) Why did you? Oh. Um, The animal disappeared into the woods, but they later found blood and long brown hair on the leaves. That's also similar to Skinwalker Ranch. (gasps) Yes. Another person said that he was picnicking with his family near a pond when he heard a loud splash, like a large object falling into the water. When they went to the water's edge, the family saw several dead fish floating on top of the water what that's crazy a woman looked into her garden one night and saw a very tall bipedal creature biped is it bipedal girl yeah it's bi bi biped 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 is it riding a bike what does that mean no that means you've got two two legs two legs biped like a quadruped so we're bipeds yeah i believe so yeah or bi- bipedal, oh, bipedal sounds. Bi- <laughs> sounds gross. Bipedal is Bipedal. using only two legs for walking. Yeah. Is there a way to? Pr- does it say? Will it pronounce it for us? Uh. Bipedal. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my life has changed. I've been saying bipedal my whole life. Well, folks. Dick. What? <laughs> Stop it, Maria. <laughs> 
<laughs> By penis. <laughs> Fuck. A woman looked into her garden one night and saw a very tall bipedal creature covered with dark hair eating a pumpkin. <laughs> it looked at her, then ran into the woods, taking the pumpkin with it. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> uh, then Joseph DeAndre saw a creature in the winter of 1978. He said it was a big, tall, and strange looking creature walking very slowly down a small hill about 200 feet away. He described it as at least six feet tall, weighing around 400 pounds, and covered with long, dark brown hair. That sounds like a Yeti. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. In subsequent expeditions into the area, he's heard some strange noises, but never saw that monster again. He later wrote two books about his experiences and started a group called the Paranormal Investigation Organization. Wow. John Baker, a trapper from West Bridgewater, one night in the early 1980s was in a canoe when he became aware of something watching him nearby. He told the Boston Herald, something was following me and I knew it was big. So I took the boat down a small creek to a dry hill and it kept moving. He could hear the ice in the swamp cracking as the creature came within a few Ooh, yards of him. No. The Herald described the monster as a shadowy hair-covered giants he said i knew it wasn't a human because when it passed by me i could smell it it smelled like a skunk musty and dirty like it lived in the dirt no bad news also there were bones of an eight foot skeleton with double rows of teeth found What has double rows of teeth sharks oh sasquatch oh sasquatch has double rows of teeth i don't know i mean like what else would though sharks I'm, a, does Sasquatch, a person with dentures does Sasquatch have two rows of teeth? Oh, I think he does. Really? Well, oh, it says attention giants do. Well, are you at attention giant enthusiasts? No, I'm at <laughs> attention giant enthusiasts because that's where I'm at. I'm at Andy White anthropology. Girl, that's where I'm at, too. And then the article is called Attention Giant Enthusiast. No, this is called The Modern Mythology of Giants, Double Rows of Teeth. Oh, okay. Well, this also says Bigfoot researchers also have a fetish for double rows of teeth. And then listen to this. Dip. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I don't... (laughs) Stop. Does Erios have an HR department? <laughs> it's it's you <laughs> in a, in a different HR outfit, <laughs> in a tall hat, in glasses, and like a fake nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So there are some giant bird sightings as well in this area. So dozens of witnesses have reported seeing a huge black prehistoric looking bird with a wingspan of between 8 and 12 feet. Holy shit. They all described it as a man with wings. Mothman. Uh, Yes. So in 1980, a police sergeant named Thomas Downey was driving down a country road late one night and he allegedly saw a six-foot-tall winged creature with a 12-foot wingspan. Oh, my God. He said it slowly spread its wings and flew away, just like the fucking Mothman. Jeez. So newspapers wanted to interview him about it, but he refused because he didn't think anyone would believe him. So some people think that what he saw 
was the mythical Thunderbird. Right. From Native American mythology. Oh, and so the Thunderbird, it's a giant bird. It's it's considered supernatural. It has power and strength, and it creates thunder by flapping its wings. Oh. Oh, okay. I feel like there's more to it than that. Um, j- Just uh, because we're doing this on Twitch, and we can leave this in or, or not, but gel... Jell Tenney says large primates are omnivores, but mostly vegetarian. So Bigfoot is probably a vegetarian. Oh, that's interesting. Shut up, John. <laughs> <laughs> Who is John? John Tenney. He's like the UFO cryptologist oh, yeah. hey, expert. John. And like he's, he's yeah. the one who knows everything. About he's from it. Michigan, yeah. too. Everything. Like me. Fuck. So if Bigfoot's a vegetarian, then he won't need those two rows of teeth. Yeah. Celery's hard to chew. Yeah, that's true. Broccoli. Yeah. So maybe it's a giant. Is there celery in the forest, though? No. I was just trying to <laughs> push my point home. Not in any forest that you've been in. No. Okay, so maybe it's a giant and not Bigfoot. Yeah, just a giant bipe- bipedal creature. Like fee-fi-fo-fum giant. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that I mean. guy. Oh. Yeah. Okay, how Bridgewater got its name. Lauren Coleman, who is the founder and director of the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine, said that in the 1970s, while he was still in school, he started looking into reports of creatures spotted in the area. He mapped out the locations of where the unexplained sightings of UFOs, bird-like creatures, and other strange phenomena had taken place and realized that they were all within a certain area and he coined it the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, okay. So that's where it came from. Yes. Another area in the triangle is the Freetown Fall River State Forest. This place is crazy. Yeah. So it's a rock ledge reportedly been the site of cult activity, including animal sacrifice, ritualistic murders committed by Satanists, as well as murders and 18 confirmed suicides. There's lots of abandoned cars. People steal cars and then drive them off the ledge. Yeah, there's this big ledge that goes into the river. And apparently they just find abandoned cars there. All Are the you time. serious? Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Um. And What? I was just, I feel like I had a dream last night about that. Did you watch the Bridgewater documentary? A few days ago. Why did they talk about that in it? Actually, no, I don't think they do. I just read about this. This is so weird. Are you having deja vu? Maybe I'm having deja vu. Okay. In 2007, a man accidentally fell off the ledge and died. People feel a sense of dread when they go to the ledge and feel compelled to jump. In 2004, a man was with friends and just suddenly jumped. Yeah, he was with a couple of his friends and they said that he just ran off the cliff and jumped and they're like he never showed any signs of like being suicidal or being depressed or whatever he just like ran and jumped terrifying yeah there's a ghostly woman dressed in white who jumps over the ledge and before she hits the water she disappears she disintegrates she disintegrates yeah and people say that the woods scream there is in the in the in the TV show Hellier on Amazon Prime, they talk about like in times of like high strangeness, you hear weird sounds like that, like babies crying from like the woods. There's like certain sounds that are associated oh. with like times of like high strangeness and like paranormal activity. Oh, weird! Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so the Satanic Panic has a lot to do with the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. So in the 70s and the 80s. The detectives at the time were looking into satanic cults and ritual sacrifices in the Freetown State Forest. Mm. And they said, well, a hunter came to them and said that he found an underground bunker covered with a blue tarp that had toys in it 
There were dolls nailed to trees, and there was this child's chair. It's like a tiny chair carved out of wood that had restraints That's on it. That's not good. No. And so people were – no one could really find this underground bunker. And so when the, the people making the documentary – went there to like look for it they found the remains of the bunker they found it yeah and they found two cots that were made Uh oh yeah it's it's there's a lot of pictures online it's real creepy and then also they found a hut that was just like abandoned they found dead cats without blood in them but that stopped and night in the 1980s that was the last time they saw any animal, animal sacrifices they also saw pentagrams and there were calves with their blood removed and a bog worker. I read later that these were for blood sa- blood, ba- yes. blood, blood baptisms, yes. like dark baptisms and blood yes. sacrifices. And there was a bog worker who said that trespassers kept coming to his shack and they were all dressed in black robes. The satanic cult leaders that they thought at the time were Robin Murphy, Carl Drew, and Karen Marsden. They were like the three people. Yeah, they were, were. They ended up being prosecuted. Yeah. Yeah, like one has like life in jail. Yeah, it's crazy. And then near the Hockamock Swamp in the uh, Freetown State Forest, it's a city called Fall River. And that's where the Lizzie Borden trial it was. There's a lot of shit that goes down in this area. Yeah. Uh, in 1978, a 15-year-old named Mary Lou Aruda was found tied to a tree. And she was... She was headless, but she was apparently alive when she was tied to the tree. And so oh. she's died. Okay. And then also what someone saw... What did you think, saw... Allie? <laughs> <laughs> she was alive, but headless? Like she was... <laughs> I thought... For a second, I thought that she was alive when they found her, but without a head. <laughs> like she had it. You could tell by my facial expression. <laughs> Also, someone has spotted uh, an emu. They called the mystery emu that was wandering around. Yeah, that's so. There's like just like a random emu that just runs around the area. It's almost like there's like some weird um, alternate universe, like parallel universe, time dimension thing where just like there's some portal somewhere where people just run in and out. Yeah, and like weird old creatures show up from like different... Yeah, they're just like, whoops, wrong dimension. <laughs> Random side fact, my first boyfriend, his name was Danny Houghton, and we dated from when I was like 16 to 19, and he was bit by an emu. What? Whoa. Yeah. Was it bad? No, it was fine. <laughs> he didn't have a head. <laughs> Satanic cults. This is pulled from a website which chronicles actually the whole the sex Satanism and sacrificial slaughter, the Fall River River cult murders of 1979 to 1980. Yes, this is crazy. Um, it's CVLTNation.com. It basically was a Satanic cult prostitute ring yeah so two young women both local prostitutes had been bound raped tortured and bludgeoned to death a third victim's body would never be found beyond a skull fragment and clumps of hair left behind in a nearby forest the investigation into the brutal killings resulted in a tabloid media frenzy with headlines that seemed to confirm the most outlandish satanic panic fear-mongering in the end, the Fall River cult murders became the most sensational criminal case to come out of the city since Lizzie Borden stood mm-hmm. trial for butchering her parents nearly a century earlier. Do you know that she was found not guilty? Really? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Interesting. The body of the first victim was found on October 13th, 1979. Doreen Levesque, a 17-year-old runaway from New Bedford, was discovered behind the Diamond Vocational High School. Her wrists had been bound with fishing line, and there were signs of sexual torture. She had also been stabbed in the head several times. Oh, no. And suffered multiple multiple skull fractures. Police discovered that the young girl had been prostituting herself and initially suspected one of her clients of committing the murder. However, the county medical examiner determined that the killing was likely committed by multiple people, and the forensic evidence also suggested a ritual element to the crime— a possible death by stoning. Oh, God. As it turned out, Fall River's criminal under- underworld was ruled by Satan at this time. Oh, yes, no. that's Satan. Oh, no. If the witness accounts of various drug addicts and low-level criminals are to be believed, the local vice trade was controlled by a cult of devil worshippers who took their det- uh, directives from Prince of Darkness himself, who in turn was paid off in sacrificial blood and human souls. Now, it gets even weirder because a lot of this is like frou frou, right? And it it derivates from like what we learned about Satanism, which is that there's not an actual devil and it's like not violent, so on and so right. forth. But these are people I think who um, really like bought into the yeah the that panic. kind of thing. yeah. The detectives actually attended some of those satanic rituals. Oh shit, they did. Yeah. So in fact, two detectives from Fall River's Major Crimes Division even managed to witness one of the group's black masses held in uh, Sonny Sparta's apartment firsthand as part of their investigation. Oh, they infiltrated They got it. We pray to Satan, we chant, we try to conjure him, uh, she explained. In attendance that night were Carl Drew, Robin Murphy, Sparta, and a few other Bedford Street regulars. Assembled under a large mural of the devil painted on the living room wall, congregates formed a circle and started to chant, Hail Satan, Hail Satan. Leading the ceremony was a woman later identified as a prostitute from Providence, Rhode Island. Although the particular meeting ended in anticlimax, Sparta described the more lively black mass gatherings that took place in the Freetown State Forest where they're finding all these bodies. Yeah. She denied any lo- any knowledge of human sacrifice, but admitted that goats or stray cats oh. were occasionally used in ceremonies. The warm blood would be used in uh, black baptisms and poured over the head of the gathered congregants. Oh, yeah. Those are all those cats they found by the underground bunker. That's fucked up. Yeah. Goats and stray cats. Yeah. Um, So there's a cemetery called the Freetown Cemetery, and some kids broke into a mausoleum, and they got into the crypt, and they removed the body of a woman. They cut her head off. And apparently it smelled so bad that they hid it in the woods. And they said when they, they got arrested, because they were yeah. much teenagers, this was back in the 80s, they said they needed it, they needed the head to get into a satanic cult because they gained power by drinking from the skull. That, w- that was in one of our other things. What was it? Like the Mississippi 3 or something? Or? Oh, West Memphis 3. No, it wasn't Damien Eccles. It was those three women who disappeared and one of them was dating... 
that bad boy and he was a grave robber. Oh, uh, the uh, the three women, the Springfield three. Springfield three. Yeah. And she she was dating oh, that grave right. robber and he went into the grave. He was like into Satan. He went in and he he was Got stealing. The bones. Yeah. Why didn't stuff. he just go get like a skull at the Halloween store and say it's it was real? real. Uh, Maria, you should you should ask. It doesn't have the same powers. I know it doesn't really, but it's just like if they needed it to get into the ritual. The devil's not going to know. No. The devil's not going to know. No. There's also a lot of weird rocks in this triangle. There's a thing called the Dighton Rock. Mm. It's a giant 40-ton trapezoid-shaped boulder that was pulled from the riverbed, and it's now housed in a museum that's across from the Hakamank. They put it in a museum? Yeah. How big is that museum? Bigger than 40 tons. Crazy. It has inexplicable etchings inscribed on it, which are called petroglyphs which are lines, geometric shapes, and schematic drawings of people along with writing and carved designs of ancient and uncertain origin. So some people say the inscriptions come from Vikings or Native Americans, and some theories speculate that they come from the ancient Phoenicians. Mm. So archaeologists, they still don't know what any of these drawings or things mean on it. It's crazy. And then there's the profile rock, which is a rock that a legend has it that the ghost of a man can be seen sitting on the rock with its legs crossed or with outstretched arms. Ew. He's, Ew. Just, he's meditating. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought. Rock. Oh, I thought he would like legs cross, like like over, like his leg was over the other leg, like he's waiting for someone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like like that. Just like chilling. lay like one leg over the other, and then like his arms just like this. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, that's why I was creeped out. <laughs> that is a creepy pose. There's another. There's another stone called the Solitude Stone. And it's an inscribed stone which was found near a missing person's body. Mm. It's also known as suicide stone. And it has an inscription on it that says, All ye who in future days walk by Nuncatusset stream, love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that wooed. I don't know what that means. I wonder what that means. All ye who in future days, so the future. All ye. All ye in the future. (laughs) He's writing to the people in the future. All of you in the future. Who walk by by the the stream. stream. Love not him who hummed. Who do you think that is? Love Love not not him him who hummed. hummed. Just don't love the guy who hummed and then what? Okay. (laughs) I just, let me Google love not him who hummed. Love not him who hummed his lay. His lay? Or his lay. Cheerful to the parting beam what the fuck's a parting beam cheerful to like the the, the sunlight like maybe this the, the parting s- beam is the sunset yeah wow but the beauty that he wooed was there just a weird noise yeah there was it was like a and then a was it a cheerful know. hum no but it, i feel like we like just accidentally said an incantation oh no <laughs> And let something free. We conjured up some We conjured something Shit. into the world. Not again. Fuck. So there's also Lake, Lake Nippinicket, a.k.a. the Nip. The Nip. <laughs> um, people saw red-haired orangutans. Yeah, on the, on the lake. That's crazy. Yeah. A woman saw a giant fire on one side of the lake. When she took her boat over there, the fire was gone. But then when she went back across the lake, she saw the fire again. Yeah, she went over there and she like walked around. There are no footprints. There was no fire. But she saw it from across the lake. That's very biblical. Yeah. Um, a man saw orbs the size of baseballs floating around. Yeah. Then there's also something called the pudwudgies. Puckwudgie. Puck <laughs> I love a pudwudgie. Then there's something called the puckwudgies. This is, cr- this is one of my favorite stories from the documentary. You tell it if it's your favorite. Okay fine (laughs) so this guy named bill russo in 1990 in the documentary he's also wearing a fedora with cheetah print on it incredible really nice so he says he was working a second shift job from 3 30 to midnight and as soon as he got home after work the first thing he did was take his best friend samantha for a walk who's an 80 pound rottweiler shepherd mix it's a big dog that's a big dog his home was at the edge of the hockamock swamp and at the time he had never even heard of the bridgewater triangle or anything associated with it so one night on his walk they went through the woods near an old ironworks factory that operated from the 1700s to the early 1900s but it was abandoned and samantha started whimpering and pulling on her leash Mm. and her ears perked up and bill started to hear something he says it was a high-pitched cry going, Kier, Kier, Iwan Chu, Kier, Kier, Iwan Chu, over and over again. And suddenly this creature started walking towards them. He said it was about three feet tall, covered in fur, and had eyes a little bit too big for its face. And it stopped in the middle of the road. 
and it raised its arm in a beckoning motion, and it began waving. It had like a giant paw slash hand or whatever. Then it directly looked at Bill and started making that sound again. Kier. Kier. Iwanchu. Iwanchu. He said it didn't look especially frightening because it was short. It had a pot belly, no fangs or visible claws, and weighed less than 100 pounds. Mm. And it made no threatening gestures. It just kept motioning for him to come closer and closer. And so his dog was freaking out. So he decided to get the hell out of there and he ran home and he hasn't seen it since. So he thinks the Kier Kier Iwanchu could have meant we want you. Yes. Saying, come here. We want you. Hell yeah. Like Kier Kier. Yeah, come I was here, trying to talk here. to him. Iwanchu. So then Bill, he spoke with some experts in the paranormal community, in particular, a researcher named Andrew Lake. And he became convinced that what he saw was a puck wedgie. And according to those who believe, the puck wedgies have the ability to appear and disappear at will, and they lure people to tragic deaths. Oh, no. They use evil magic. They launch poison arrows and create fire from their fingertips. Have you Googled image, Google image, the puck wedgie? I, d- I have not. It's so cute. I, it sounds I know cute. it's evil, but it's so cute. It sounds cute. Image it. Aww, puck wedgie. little guy. Yeah, it's, it looks like my dog. Oh. It's just a little boy. It's so cute. It's it like looks- a little elf had sex with a porcupine. <laughs> yeah, I love its little spiked hair. Yeah, I got a little mohawk. You're not a bad boy, Puckwudgie. You're not a bad boy. Come here. You're a good boy, Puckwudgie. So the people of the Wampanoag and other Native American groups say that the Puckwudgies were once friendly to people. I see I see that in them. Yeah, but then they turn against them and are now sworn enemies of all human beings. Mm. I wonder what happened. Why did they turn against? We should do a mini app on the Puckwudgie. Yeah. So if they successfully lure a person into coming within arm's reach, they can pitch sand into the person's eyes, causing blindness. Do you remember that? (laughs) I think they seem fun. (laughs) Do you remember that? There was this crazy drug craze going on in South America where people would throw dust into their face. It was some sort of drug, and they would go to that person's house and steal all their stuff because it turned the person into, like, a zombie. Do you remember that? That's smart. No. It was I... some sort of dust that, like, really fucked up people, and they would, like, make them go back to their houses and steal everything. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. So then the puckwudgie, after they throw sand in their face, they can carry them to the edge of a cliff where they push them over the side. I think that the puckwudgie's misunderstood. I, I, yeah. I think the puckwudgie's lonely. Yes, I think I could change the puck wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> I want a puck wedgie. I want a puck wedgie too. It's such a cute That's name. our new mascot, the puck wedgie. The puck wedgie. I, I, ha- I should get a boyfriend. I mean, a, a, a t shirt that says my other boyfriend is a, is a puck, puck wedgie. wedgie. We have to make that. Yeah, the Pukwudgie is <laughs> just misunderstood. There's also black helicopters. In 2002, investigator Mary Lou Jones Drown, make your name shorter. It feels That's too a long. long name. It's a long name. Began hearing very loud helicopter noise in Rehoboth, but no helicopters were flying in the air at the time. She tracked down and interviewed some people who also heard it. They said that they saw helicopters with spotlights flying over the Palmer River School, which is a common place for paranormal phenomenon. 
Some reports described basic black helicopters, and others had different colors. Another witness told Mary Lou about seeing a strange helicopter on Friday and Saturday, July 5th and 6th, 2002, described as gray camouflage or a striped helicopter type. Then from August 7 to 9, and again on August 15, mysterious black helicopters flew over Rehoboth again. According to witnesses, cats and goats were freaking out when the helicopters were overhead. Maybe it was like a secret government mission. Yeah, that sounds men in black style. Yeah. Or it's either men in black shit or it's nothing. (laughs) Then there's an odd tiny person. Yes. A resident said one night that he looked into an old barn window and saw a small black thing that looked like a tiny human being high up on the wall. The form seemed to disintegrate and move toward the man like a mist. There's like this smoke monster at Skinwalker, too. Isn't there? Wasn't there Uh, like a smoke? Wait, does the puck wedgie disappear? Yes, the puck wedgie disappears, I think. That was one of the things I said about the puck wedgie. According to... Oh, puck wedgies have the ability to to appear and disappear at will. Babe, that's a puck wedgie. This guy saw a puck wedgie. This guy saw a puck wedgie. Damn. Cute. There's also a creepy kid. Oh, he's just... The puck wedgie's just hiding out in the barn, and then it got scared and had to disappear. That's nice. Like a little puck wedgie. It probably made a little bed for itself in the hay. Oh, it probably, that's where the cot came from in that underground bunker. That oh, was, was the Puckwudgie's chair. chair. The tiny child-sized chair oh was the Puckwudgie's chair. Oh, no, and all and the dolls. And its doll, it was his friends. Because he had, like, taken them from, like, things that he found. Yes, oh, and he was having little tea parties with the dolls. sad. Did you, here it says a Puckwudgie <laughs> is, quote, a little wild man of the woods that vanishes i feel so bad oh, puckwudgie's home we need to do justice for the puckwudgie we need to go to massachusetts <laughs> yes oh that was the puckwudgie he saw oh my oh, god this poor, poor guy puckwudgie. okay Wait, uh, is there more than one puckwudgie or is there only one no i think it's I think like i think it's like multiple. a a species but this one is maybe like maybe a lone one it's the puckwudgie of the bridgewater triangle it just wants friends it yeah. says come here e- me want come here we yeah, want you here here what is here here you want you want you <laughs> Come here. He wants you. He wants you. Come here. He wants you. He's a little baby. Here, here. Oh, it's poor a guy. cute baby. And then it murders yeah. him. <laughs> That's how it lures you in. Yeah. Oh, there's this, this is a creepy kid. Okay. A teenager and his father were on a dirt road in Bridgewater and saw what looked like a little kid in a costume sitting on a brick wall. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Is this another Pudgewood? The kid got up and ran, but it's arms and legs looked as if the bones in his limbs had been broken oh that's weird could that have been a puck yeah yeah i think that's also the Uh, okay so there's been animal mutilation so the free town it's just sitting on the wall wall away (laughs) i can see it just hopping down yeah and just (laughs) (laughs) i was just watching (laughs) cars go by just sitting thinking about life oh And then there's the Mansfield mystery cat. It's a large cat that was sighted over like the period of 10 years. But then in 1993, they found a giant African serval and it had its head ripped off. Like, why is that in Boston? Yeah. Like, why is that in Massachusetts? Some people think it was like an exotic pet that someone had that got away. But how did its head get ripped off? That's the... the That's Puck, why'd you got hungry? 
there's also the red-headed hitchhiker of Route 44, the a.k.a. Hot, my the, boyfriend. A.k.a. the hot hitchhiker. <laughs> Seen at night at the 4455 uh, freeway or whatever. I, I think he's 40. He's 45 <laughs> to 55 years old. <laughs> or you, no, maybe it was the can you tell, freeway. Can you tell which parts? No, yeah, Route 44. Oh, wait, but that says 45 to 55. I don't know why I wrote that that down. Who knows? Whatever. You can tell which parts Melissa reads, <laughs> uh, writes and I write. Seen at night. Skipping over the numbers part. Red, he has a red flannel shirt and jeans. He's disheveled. He has a big beard. Sometimes seen as transparent. He has black eyes, black eyes, glowing eyes. And the eyes seem really lifeless. And lifeless. The earliest sightings are in 1994. A couple was driving along Route 44 one night and their car broke down. The woman stayed in the car and the men went to find a tow truck. He saw the hitchhiker and started to talk to him, asking him for help. The hitchhiker began yelling and then disappeared. Mm. But when he disappeared, he heard laughing coming from every direction. That's terrifying. If you're in the woods alone at night and all of a sudden you just hear laughing. No, hard pass. No, thank you. Uh, The woman heard the voice over the radio. Yeah, she was waiting in the car. Laughing and taunting her. Well, was the was the person outside just hearing the radio? No, it was like she heard what the guy was hearing and it was like picking up through the radio. Yeah, because he came back to the car and was like... But I'm wondering if she was listening to the radio pretty loud and there someone was laughing on it and then he heard it outside of the car. Maybe. You know, that's a good, good point. I just, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm not trying to take the magic away. That makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Then there's another story. People pick up the hitchhiker. He gets in the back seat, is silent. He's staring at the driver and then he disappears and you can just hear him laughing. So this kind of has become, uh, they say in the documentary, they don't know if this part's true or not because it has become kind of like an urban legend that you hear everywhere else. And like hitchhikers are popular urban legend Yes. Subjects. So this triangle has, the Bridgewater Triangle has kind of developed its own yeah urban legend of this hitchhiker and of course what weird area wouldn't be complete without ufo sightings Hell yeah, babies. so in 1760 it was the first documented ufo sighting someone saw a ball of fire in the sky interesting Your basic ufo sighting in 1908 on halloween night Ooh. two undertakers were driving and said they saw a giant lantern in the sky like a hot air balloon. Wasn't it in the Mothman that it was people digging a grave who saw Mothman <gasps> for the first time? Oh, yeah. What's with like people who are close to death? Oh, that's interesting. And, and seeing paranormal activity. It's like people who have touched death. Yeah, they've touched it and now it's and now it's, it's and now it's all it around them. to them mm-hmm. like a stink. In 1974, Ronald Reagan claims he saw a UFO while flying over the ledge in Freetown. He said he saw a light following their plane, and the light would stretch out like it would become That's wider. That's crazy. And then all of a sudden, it suddenly shot up and disappeared. Nuts. But he didn't... Did horrible things for the economy True. and for people with AIDS. Yep. Okay, that aside, <laughs> why when he was president, if he saw that, why didn't he look up his book of secrets? I'm assuming the book of secrets from he, he National, Treasure National Treasure. Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Those movies are fucking good. No, they're the best. They're so, those are some of my favorite movies. No, they're mm-hmm. great. They're so good. They're very good. He probably added that to the book of secrets. Well, okay, but he didn't have, he didn't like ask somebody like, hey, I saw this. Do you know any like? 
secrets about, but they probably don't even don't tell know. the president. I think they do tell the president because wasn't um oh you get briefed wasn't Obama the first president to or was it Clinton the first president to release the UFO stuff? He wanted to unseal the UFO stuff. I mean, I also could have made that completely up. I'm sure Trump would for sure release <laughs> UFO info. Honestly, if you want to win, like to be the president, you just go like, look release some release yeah release it all i would i would vote for a president who's like i'm gonna release all the ufo info who shot jfk yeah all of it yep i'm I'll gonna vo- release the for book. You. i'm gonna release the book of secrets yeah in 1976 some ufos were seen landing in 19 the 1970s basically was like a huge ufo sighting time for yeah. people in that area a lot of people reported the same sightings in 1979 Two news reporters saw a massive diamond-shaped thing with lights on, and a lot of people on that same night said they saw the exact same thing. Crazy. Yeah. There's also the Taunton State Hospital, which is a psychiatric hospital in Taunton, Massachusetts. It's established in 1854, where it was originally known as the State Lunatic Hospital. That seems... I felt was an insane name. State Lunatic Hospital. (laughs) That's like being, it's called like literally calling it the loony bin. The hospital was built uh, from granite found at the Freetown Ledge. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes, seems cursed. Lizzie Borden apparently was there for a while incarcerated or not incarcerated, but whatever. Yeah, she was held there. Held there for a while. She often talked about being held in the asylum. However, she was never admitted and is only known as being held in jail um, oh. which is near the hospital, but maybe, I don't know, maybe huh. it was never disclosed. Who knows? Yeah. Someone named Jane Toppin, a sociopathic serial killer, was there. Thomas Hubbard Sumner, a sea captain known for developing the celestial navigation method known as the Summer Line, was at this loony bin. Oh, no. And Anthony Santo, an Italian-American serial killer, also there. That's weird. And a couple of P.T. Barnum's circus freaks were born in the Bridgewater Triangle area. Yeah. A living skeleton was born in 1841. What does that it's mean? a living skeleton. I just saw that. Living skeleton. I'm looking at two right now. Circus freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ew. It's just like a really tall, super skinny person. I mean, I think he has an eating disorder. It's a, a bone disease? Yeah, he has a disease. Okay, I typed oh, it in weird. and then werewolf baby came up. <laughs> werewolf baby? You have to type in the living skeleton P.T. Barnum. Werewolf baby is $2,500 on, on it. What is werewolf baby? Type in werewolf baby. You're not going to like it. I kind of love it. I don't, I don't like it. I love it. Is this what I'm looking at? <laughs> that's cute but just go to etsy what? just go to the go to werewolf baby etsy ew <laughs> <laughs> that one's like mid mid transformation yeah that's cute we'll have to cut all of this out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's crazy yeah so this is a real a real place a real thing i think we should visit I want to go. I had no idea that this was a place and that there's so many insane things connected to it. There's a Pukwudgie in Harry Potter. There is? Pukwudgie Traits represents the heart favors healers. No wonder I love it. Oh, wow. There's a in, there's a Henry Wadsworth Longfellow poem. Read it. Far and wide among the nations spread the name and fame of Quasint. 
No man dared to strive with Kwasin. No man could compete with Kwasin, but, but the mischievous Pukwudgies. They, the envious little people, they, the fairies and the pygmies, plotted and conspired against him. Wow. Okay. Okay. I could do better. They're large-eared creatures distantly related to the European goblin. Do you think oh. that my dog's a Pukwudgie? Oh, I don't know, ears. because it says they're fiercely independent, tricky, and not overfond of humankind, whether magical or mundane. Is Dobby the house elf a Pukwudgie? I don't think so, because he's like into Harry, right? Yeah. So. Wonder if, is Gollum? No, Gollum's not a Gollum's his own thing, Melissa. Okay, jeez. Okay, yeah, okay, that was relax. embarrassing. That was embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry, do I need to edit this out? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, if you know any more information about the Bridgewater Triangle, Melissa, where can people email us or find us or contact us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Did you just Instagram. yawn? Uh, I half yawned, but I stretched. <laughs> okay, well. That's the sign that we need to end. <laughs> you can, we're on Reddit, we're on Facebook. R- write us a review about how great Maria is. Yeah, five stars and then just write yeah, Maria. Great. You guys, like, I really appreciate everyone saying how much they like me, but you can share the love around. I'm not the only one here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Uh, oh, and Merry Christmas. Wow. 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 Send Melissa to HR. Well, this is coming out on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, sorry. and happy, happy Hanukkah for those who celebrate or happy holidays. Merry um, Festivus. Festivus. Mm-hmm. Anything. Whatever you're doing. Just whatever you're doing. Even if you're just I hope you're doing home. it ha- merrily. I do too. What Wiccan holiday is now? Wiccan winter holiday. <laughs> Oh, I got a uh, Christmas ornament from the Satanic Temple. Shut Did they send it to you or did you buy it? I bought it. Oh, <laughs> they don't my send God. send it to all their members. <laughs> and what is it? What it's is just it? a black circle. has like a pentagram on oh, it. Oh, so that's Satanic. nice. Yeah, it's nice. I put it right at the top of my tree. Happy Yule to our Wiccan friends. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. there's no Pukwudgies having to spend the holidays alone. Oh, oh my God. No. Maria, that's so. You just set up like a, a GoFundMe for, for the Pugwudgie. Yeah. What if like the GoFundMe for the Pugwudgie starts making more than our Patreon? <laughs> it will. <laughs> Those are the kinds of things that actually do <laughs> make yeah. more money. So thank you guys so much for listening. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and hug a Pugwudgie. Hug a Pugwudgie. <laughs> hug your local Pugwudgie. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Original. Powered by ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.